0: Hi, you're listening to Global Skycast, the show that brings you all of the most up-to-date aviation news, interviews, and insight from around the world.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to another Global Sky Media Global Skycast. My name is Alan Davis. I'm the Editor-in-Chief here at Global Sky Media, uh, and I'm absolutely delighted to be joined today by Alex Timm from Global Jet Capital. Alex, how are you?
0: Hi, everyone. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. In fact, uh, you know, uh, well, before we started, just wanted to give a shout out to Agent Sky Group for the continuous effort to improve the industry. and really appreciate the intel you guys have been providing for everyone. So great job, guys.
1: It's very kind of you to say so. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: How um How is 2023 so far for you guys? so you know 2023 has been uh busy for us so far actually you know we are only into the third month of the year and then uh, as you may know uh we are uh, our asia headquarter not asia headquarter but our asia APAC office is based in hong kong so you know hong kong is obviously uh the, the lo- lockdown has been released everyone uh is happy to be out there and uh, back on our foot again in fact, I just returned from a, a three-week long a business trip overseas, you know, to see some of our uh, key channel partners, some of our prospects and some of our customers in the region. So uh, it's been uh, very good for us. And then uh, it's been very busy since the borders opened. So uh, we are just ready to uh, see how uh, we can uh, navigate our way forward in 2023.
1: Mm. Where is that activity? You mentioned going outside Hong Kong. Are you seeing it outside this sort of greater China region? Is it more sort of Southeast Asia?
0: So, you know, uh, nowadays we are covering the whole entire APEC uh, out of our Hong Kong office. So uh, how much activities activities are we really seeing? Actually, uh, uh, predominantly right now is mostly in Southeast Asia. While we've been really pleasantly surprised by the solid demand and very high quality counterparties coming out of the region. There really is significant wealth and appetite for business aviation throughout the region. As you may know, Southeast Asia is so fragmented with a lot of different countries. At the end of the day, it boils down to spending time with different countries, spending time in different countries and building relationship with partners and potential clients. So the more effort you put into relationship building, the more results we'll see. At the end of the day, our goal is to ensure the entire community recognize our ability to craft solutions that mean members' requirements. Well, not members, customers' requirements. Mm. So, you know, over the past 18 months, we've completed a number of transactions with clients in the region. We are very, really, really, really delighted with the qualities of these customers and the aircraft they've chosen to uh, finance with us. So um, it's very good for us The past uh, the past year.
1: You, what what type of activity is it though? Is it is it mostly larger long range aircraft, or are you seeing some interest in from kind of the smaller uh, jets around?
0: So you know, uh, in terms of activity, the category we are really focused on is medium to large size aircraft. Sometimes we do see quiet requests for smaller aircraft, but mostly came from. Um, local charter operators, you know, uh, especially late, uh, especially this year, you know, uh, because charter demand is picking up. A lot of people are thinking about starting their own charter companies. Uh, We're also really happy to see that there is real increase in inquiries of our operating lease products after our continuous effort in in the market about the benefits of operating lease. So with that in mind, we also see a lot of traditional financing opportunities. Which we are able to cater, a very high loan-to-value borrowing solution, which a lot of customers love. We are also um, strong in doing local registered aircraft uh, financing, which put us in very different position against our competitions, since we care about more about you know who we are dealing with in terms of uh, what country or what kind of uh, aircraft we're dealing with. Now, in general, I would say more buyer are looking to finance their purchases, not because they don't have the cash for it, but in the dynamic Asia-Pacific, they do have better use of their capital on their other investments. So uh, there was a time when cash was the only way to purchase aircraft in Asia, but that's really changed as the market matured. And uh, especially, you know, lately, just the past couple of days. days. Uh, recent development in the banking industry which is still evolving every day more people have chosen to move their assets away from traditional private banks and seek alternative solutions so definitely there is uh, opportunities for us in the region and so you, you and me we're both we're both set in hong kong obviously in different places
1: but in china and, and greater china market there is a certain way of doing business Is there a different way of doing things in Southeast Asia or is is there much difference between doing business in Southeast Asia than there is in greater China?
0: Well, um, the region as a whole is gaining comfort with business aviation. Um, There are pockets of wealth throughout Southeast Asia that are still new to the industry. And as you may know, a lot of the, uh, uh, North Asian, uh, well, predominantly, North Asia as well, has moved into uh, Singapore as well. So we are uh, closely monitoring it. Uh, we do think customers are more careful about their approach toward a big purchase in this region. And as a result, analysis and decision period gets longer. The market is not uh, doesn't move as quickly as they are, uh, you know, in the, comparing to the past 18 months. So uh, it does require a lot of patience to help the customers navigate through a very complex uh, purchasing and financing process in order for them to uh, fly uh, flying a private jet. Mm. So one of the things
1: that's really interesting to me and, and interesting many people, in fact, um, is Vietnam. So we've been, we've been planning this podcast for a little while and we've sort of had a few backwards and forwards about the type of questions that we can ask. And, and we obviously spoke before we started this podcast uh, as well. And one of the questions I was going to ask is, you know, how much activity are you seeing in Vietnam? But in the last couple of months, we've seen we've seen a. Um, We've seen a a crackdown on on wealth, haven't we, in Vietnam? So, somebody described it to me the other day as as very much like what China was going through in 2013 when Xi Jinping made his austerity measure speech in October, November time. And then from 2014 onwards, not only did the charter market fall apart in China, but also a lot of owners started to dispose of their assets. One of the great things about global jet capital, one of the great things that you guys do, and we were speaking about this before, is finance leases. So, one thing that is that um, a potential owner of an aircraft doesn't have the aircraft itself on on the books themselves. You own it, um, and they pay you for it. Are you seeing much of this? Are you seeing more people coming to you asking for this type of transaction?
0: Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, uh, operating lease is one of our strong products uh, comparing to um, uh, what other financiers can offer. You know, uh, off, operating lease offers. Um, um, you know, uh, we can do a very uh, 100% loan-to-value, for instance, and then a uh, uh, global jet will be the owner of the asset. So essentially, the customer will be paying for a, a monthly or a quarterly amortization for the aircraft, and then this is uh, uh, this allows the customer to uh, um, have fully use the enjoy the full. I I would say enjoy the full benefit of owning. Uh, an aircraft but uh, also enjoy the benefit of being a little, uh, retain a little privacy and then uh, uh, to uh, fly under the radar a little bit if they uh, wish to be uh, not as high profile. So this has to be, uh, well not has to be, but this has gotten a, a significant more interest in the past uh, couple, uh, I would say uh, a year or two. And then, uh, you know, as, as I shared earlier, through our continue educating the the market, not really educating the market, but sharing with the market about the benefits. You know, more people are uh, aware um, uh, of the, uh, I would say, benefits of uh, entering into opportunities You know, and, and then with uh, with respect to Vietnam, I'm not too sure if I can answer that, given that I'm no economist. But I did gather some data. You know, Vietnam has been a good market for us uh, the past year, and then uh, although um, you know, um, it is a little bit unclear after the reformation of the government, but then uh, uh, we are still uh, very uh, optimistic about the regional development. I just wanted to share some data uh, about Vietnam. At the end of the last year, you know, which is 2022, so standard charter forecast Vietnam's economy growth at 7.2 in GDP, in gross GDP actually. And right now, I believe the latest figure we're seeing is around 8%. This is actually the highest number in the region so this market however has mellowed down a little bit you know as i shared uh due to government information but then uh, we believe it's just a matter of time when it gets busy again so uh you know it is a relatively young market in terms of business aviation but it's got all the necessary elements to be a strong market for sure so i guess you know only uh, only time was out Mm.
1: And, I, and I guess its growth is probably going to mirror that of, of China's original growth anyway of, of going in, first of all, with large cabin aircraft and then eventually, although obviously this hasn't happened with China yet, trickling down into smaller aircraft. I guess that's the sign of a of sort of a mature market or a market maturing. And I think certainly up until this point, the aircraft that we have seen going to, to Vietnam have been those large long cabin, big Gulf streams. Uh, big Falcons, etc., etc. But if we were if we were to stop thinking about Vietnam for the time being, are there any other countries in
0: Southeast Asia that you're seeing a lot of activity in, or an increase in activity in? No, I think I can uh, break this question into two parts: about uh, what what country am I seeing the more more, more activities, and then uh, what some other countries we are seeing active picking up activities. So, um, uh, well. We're actually planting some price from the demand across Southeast Asia. Uh, I do see demand from com- coming from all over places, including Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, Singapore, uh, Vietnam, obviously. Uh, not so much in Thailand and the Philippines, but we believe these market will uh, uh, start uh, start moving again. You now, uh, we are also uh, seeing a lot, a lot of activities in markets like Australia and New Zealand, a little bit unrelated, but we're seeing a lot of activities in Australia and New Zealand. So in terms of other smaller, uh, in terms of other smaller uh, Southeast Asia countries, you know, um, for sure there will be more business jet owners, you know, coming from Cambodia, Laos, maybe Myanmar. I'm not sure, <laughs> but then uh, for sure there will be more business jet owners joining from uh, smaller economies, you know, and other uh, uh, and other places as market matures. You know, maybe even PNG. So uh, as for what global jet capital is considering, what, what we are considering is that. as mentioned earlier, we put our evaluation based on uh, who is our counterparty as we look for the same trust that uh, our clients will look inside us.
1: Mm, absolutely it's a fascinating region. do I have just have one last question, um, and this is going to be a very obvious question, so you'll have to forgive me for it. but um, China, what's happening? Right. When, when is it going to come back?
0: Well, I mean, uh, you know, Ch- China really just, you know, uh, officially opened the border a couple months ago, so uh, we are very bullish on China. You know, I think it's just a matter of time. But then it really depends on, you know, uh, what uh, uh, whether the uh, economy of China will stabilizes again and people will start uh, uh, start having uh, large expenditures again because uh, it is still a little bit unclear since that uh, China has been um, in the lockdown for uh, for almost three years, and then uh, you know I think uh, there's still a lot of uh, unclear uh, uncertainty around um, how much people are really willing to spend, and then uh, if they are um, uh, at a wait and see mood. So uh, I think most most people are at the wait and see mood, and then wanted to see uh, how uh, how the I would say the regional. Um, political tension turns up, And then once that has stabilizes, uh, I believe people, once people will find, a, once people can navigate through these uh, processes, uh, the market will be uh, back again. I think it's just a matter of time, but then, uh, uh, you know, it will be the golden question, a golden answer to know. Whether, um, how long does it take, right? So, um, uh, but then we are seeing positive signs that the market is still starting to move again, and then inquiries that come into our pipeline. So, um, uh, we're very optimistic about the development in China.
1: Perfect. I think that's the perfect moment to, to end it. So, uh, I'd like to thank you once again for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much, Elud.